My name is Aram. Welcome back to God's Fall. God's Fall is a custom fantasy story told through the lens of a Dungeons & Dragons game that is played and recorded in Washington, D.C. and written and produced in Chicago. Hi, my name is Steven. I'm playing the fifth level dwarf paladin, Torvik Wildtongue. My name is Doug, and I'm playing Doro Knot, fifth level halfling rogue. Hi, my name is Michael. I'm playing Zion Preeton, the fifth level human sorcerer. Hi, my name is Kelly, and I'm playing Rena Falaval, a fifth level wild elf ranger. Last time on God's Fall. The Kadarian fleet has grown to nearly 50 vessels, nine of which have been identified as Ironwood. Their flagship, the Blackwater, is not among those numbers. About a mile past the mouth of Ani's Grand Canal sits six of the nine Ironwood ships, surrounding a high-walled barge that has been roped in between pairs of the mighty vessels, securing it in place. The platform bears a massive contraption that resembles a huge metal blowdart tube mounted atop a rotating platform. Dozens of pipes and vents snake around the barrel, forming a canopy of heavily tarnished bronze. Onian scout ships report that a powerful stench of sulfur hangs in the air whenever they were downwind. Queen Phryne does her best to maintain control over Ani, even as she struggles to understand her burgeoning abilities and the artifacts left behind by Zavon. Right, and you're starting to suspect that it's, you know, probably because of your abilities, because of the more contact they have with you, the more loyal they seem to be. But also when you've been doing your outings and your public presentations, the people seem to be loving you more and more. So you're reaching them. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> Can you just explain? So you said yeah. that I have harnessed the power of the, what's it? Yeah, you figured it out. Mostly, you think. I mean, there's this tier of Sito right. that sits within this great glass well that feeds all the water to this giant magical aqueduct that basically makes Ani work. And you knew that, the, you read through a lot of the old God King's notes that he took upon this artifact, basically, this, this powerful thing that was given to him by the old God of the sea. The water that flows out and over on these walls and then into the King Sea around you mingles with the King Sea. And the power of this thing is so vast that you can reach out when you connect to it through the bridge, or the same way you were doing with Thoro and with everyone else. And you can reach out into the sea and churn those waters. Now, only for about right now, at least, half a mile around the island. And you're only able to do small waves, maybe enough to push ships back to keep them from approaching any closer, but not quite the destructive powers of Vaughn have, where he could basically sink whole entire armadas with a wave of his hand. But you're working on it. Obviously. Yes, absolutely. Everything takes practice, my queen. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> As Phryne continues to study the artifact, her advisors Frenemé and Grengel inform her of news from both within and beyond the palace's walls. The snow spire, eh, the elven tower of snow and glass has grown a bit more insular since the death of one of the princes. As useless as he may have appeared, he was favored by his mother. Uh, however, they have agreed to send his brother as an envoy on their behalf and seem unworried about the blockade. They say he'll arrive tomorrow morning. 
As to the Golden Garden situation, Majesty, uh, ships have moved in synchronized sweeps up and down the Grand Canal and have reported positively no resistance. Your city's advisor's best guess is that the creature eventually found a way to the mouth of the canal and into the depths of the King's Sea. Who knows what will happen then? Oh, and and uh, one more thing, Majesty. I have a little something for you. Uh, Gringle holds up a, um, uh, a small velvet pouch uh, in deep amber lined with finely sewn cobalt silk that appears dotted with small white stars to mimic the night sky. As you watch, the stars seem to slowly move across on the inside. This is a pouch of deception made by elven thread mages before the gods war. It has one large flap that covers the main pouch and two smaller ones across the front. You only need to place the item, uh, an item within it, and it will remember your hand, and your hand alone, allowing only you to retrieve. For all others, there will be simply nothing inside. Was there anything further, Majesty? No, and this is truly a gift fit for a queen, Gringle. And I'm going to just push a little bit of approval <laughs> towards him so he... Very easy um, with him. Yeah. yeah it's, just, it's incredibly <laughs> yeah. He's very pleased with himself already. <laughs> well, as he should be. Uh, that is the most useful thing anyone has brought me today. Yeah, yeah. Um, I figured you'd be happy with that one. <laughs> as the queen admires her new possession, a guard bursts into her chamber gasping for breath. I'm so sorry for the interruption, but it's important. Brannock is missing. Missing? His cell is empty. It is locked. The guards have never left. He's just gone. Here's where we are. You've been at sea for several days now, and you are heading directly towards Ani, and you are heading there to pick, basically pick up the corpse of your brother. I mean, there's a lot of other, you know, matters of state thing you have to do while you're there, but you're there to go get the corpse of your brother, who was killed tragically during the Wallite Uprising, or uh, the Brothers of Zavan. Yes, I believe the Wallite is not their preferred term. No, Wallite is not their it's preferred term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, you are on one of three of these elven ships, and they are gorgeous ironwood vessels with these large ivory sails, and on these sails is the sword and shield of Ryland. And the sword is elven, the shield is dwarven, and the combination of the two represents the founding of Ryland. These ships are the last of their line. They, you can't make any more. They are grown as much as they are built. The single mast that holds up all the triangular sails is living. It's fused to the deck through its roots. And you can see as like the wind shifts, it actually kind of sways with the wind. It bends and moves in ways that other ships simply couldn't. So you are on one of these three fog cutters. They are the last of their line. They were grown with a combination of like really, really advanced knowledge of plants, basically. Uh, because like mosses work as filters that filter seawater. So there's, there's all these basically plants that have been grafted onto each other in order to make the systems on this ship work, including the living wood itself. However, it only works with magic. It can only be fused together with magic. It, it's, it's still given a spirit 
quote unquote. That's why many people believe that the ship has a life and a will of its own. Not like a real intelligence like you and I would know it, but you know, it has some direction and will and perhaps even a sense of mischief and humor about it. Interesting. Yeah. A good example of that is happening right now in front of you. As you are on deck looking out upon the first glimpses of the city of Ani, there is a younger deckhand. Uh, the ships are run by the by this group of wild elves from the north in Gaul Hadir. These ships were made much like everything that Gaul Hadir touches. Everything is a bit of a uh, compromise. These ships are certainly a compromise to the elves. Yeah, they're natural, but there's some dark shit going on to make these ships. So, something's not quite right with them. And the only elves that can actually run these ships and keep them maintained properly are from the woods around Gaul Hadir. There used to be an alliance between these elves and these dwarves, much like there's an alliance between the elves and dwarves of Ryland. Once uh, the stone uh, burners took over, once that clan of dwarves took over, that was it. Uh, they wiped out all those elves and chased the ones that were left to the you know, far corners of the earth, and that's how the ones that were left remained here. They, they stole these ships and left. So they basically took the navy of Galthadir with them. Uh, but these are, this is all that's left, is these three ships. One of these elves, a uh, young one, is around the main mast, which is a living tree. It's a living ironwood a tree, and it's got ropes and vines off it that are used to sailing and frigging, or to tie down a sailing. And he has gotten himself entwined in them. It seems to have like wrapped around his shoulders, and you can actually see one kind of coming around his neck. And he seems a little panicked, but he's trying to hold his ship because he also he also knows that his superiors can see him. There's nobody else around? Nah, it's pretty much just you on deck. Um, Everyone else is like either to, towards the front or back, like getting ready to approach on me. Right. Uh, I'd like to, I'd like to watch him and see if he can get out. Okay. So he struggles for a bit longer and he gets his leg caught. There's like a couple vines around his neck now. And he's definitely a little red, and he's got like one hand cupped under them. I mean, and he's and he's pretty caught. He's pretty point. caught. He's, he's not. He's not getting out. All right. There's nobody else around. Mm -hmm. No one that will. No one has noticed yet. Uh, so I walk up to him. Mm -hmm. I draw my sword and I uh, cut the vine. Roll the hit. They roll with advantage. So it means you roll twice, and you you keep the highest one. Nineteen. Uh, you have a plus two to hit with any sword, uh, okay. basically. So plus two. So 21. 21. That should do just fine. So, so with one clear, like, shoot, you just go right through this uh, series of vines around his, like, shoulder and his neck. And you can see the ship, like, shudder. The whole mass kind of groans for a second. And you can hear, like, this deep sound of, like, wood groaning against wood beneath you. And the vines curl back. And you're, it's a little, these ships have always been a little unsettling, even to you, but you've always believed that, you know, it's a ship. You know, yes, it may be alive, and yes, it may have some feeling, but it does what it's told. It's a ship, it's a tool. So you cut it, and it goes back, and to show it some authority. So those, those vines will grow back, right? Oh, yeah, right. absolutely. It'll grow back. Scott, perhaps, but it'll grow back. <laughs> so you slash at it, and, you know, it pulls back, and... The elf drops to his knees for a second, he's coughing, and then he stands up. And he's like, you know, stands at attention. Thank you, sir. I'm sorry. I apologize. It won't happen again. 
And elves, by the way, elves don't the elves don't do the uh, hand to forehead no. thing. Elves do a close fist against the uh, right hand, close fist against their breast over their chest. Very Roman. Um, I walk away. You just gonna leave him there? Just gonna leave him there. Yeah, well, he has to remain there until he is relieved. So That's he fine. will remain there. He's gonna remain there. All right, excellent. All right, I'd like to return uh, ten minutes later. Okay. All right, so. Oh, that's unfortunate. Okay, ten minutes later, you return, and he is like his. She's woozy, and his shoulder is literally the only thing keeping him from not falling over right now. He's about to pass. He's out. about to pass out. His, his 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 knees have locked, and he's about to go right down. Why yeah. did he lock his knees? Yeah. Uh, does he see me? Yes. Okay. He stands a little. He stands straight. And he passes out. Fuck! Hits the deck hard. <laughs> All right, so I, I call somebody. I call somebody over to take him. Sure. To uh, oh, they're already coming. So they're coming. You, for you know, you so are. So he's you, going. He's going to the. He's going to sick bay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He is carried off. You know. Is sick bay thing a thing on a, on a ship? It's well, the, it's I a mean, thing in Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, the elves would be, of course, more proper. So yes, of course, there would be some. Some sort of infirmary. At the very least, there'd be a clean table to drop the guy on where they cracked smelling salts or whatever underneath his nose, whatever combination of leaves the elves would use to make that work. So uh, I follow them until they drop on the table. Mm -hmm. um, and he's awake? Yep, absolutely. That guy's like, coughing and sputtering, but he's up, yeah. So I look at him and I say, what is your name? Okay. Sorry. No, no, look he has a I name. Say. He has a name. Hang on. Vessen, sir. Vessen Talvir. Vessen? Vessen. Vessen Talvir. I say, speak up. Vessen Talvir, sir. Are you in the habit of making a fool of yourself on the ship? No, sir. He just kind of looks down at his hands. No, sir. Um, and then I look at him, and I kind of maybe soften up a little bit, because he's just a kid, right? And I, and I realize the, I mean, that. He's, you know, he's 90 years old, but he's the equivalent of like 15. Right. Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's the young He's the young, he's young. The young yeah. bull on, young yeah. bull on the ship. This is his first mission, and it's not going well. <laughs> he did not show weakness? You tried your best. It could be like that, you know. No. Yeah, uh, that's good. That's yeah, good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps this has not gone well, but, you know, you showed, you know, good heart. You you tried very hard. You know, you've given that kind right. of so, so Do this. It'll be... Roll leadership. I want you to... Well, that's not leadership. That's not an actual thing. I want you to roll persuasion. That's what I want you to roll. So die 20 plus 6. 18 plus 6. 24. Okay. You give him... A very condescending but empowering pep talk. You manage to do both things. The smart people in the, in the room, the officers, are definitely hearing you dress the kid down. But the kid is hearing you give a shit and beef him up. So you manage to swing both swords there. It's a really good speech. So no I'm, I'm, giving him, I'm giving him shit, but only because I want him to do better type of thing? Yeah. So all the officers would see that as you properly dress them, the kid down. The kid sees it as you being on his side. So everyone's box is checked there. Everyone leaves that room loving you. That kid looks like he's ready to take on the world. He's ready to get back up on that deck and knock out his job. Vines be damned. And then as, as I leave the room, I turn and I look at him and I say, Never lock your knees when you stand at attention. Yes, sir. Perfect. He passed out. Two other people on this ship. You've just dealt with Vessen, and uh, you know, you know, very, 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 very well, actually. You know, dealt with him, walked off, taught the young lad a lesson, and now you've uh, you're walking through the halls of your ship, and you're heading towards the chambers of Enerbe. And Enerae is also very well known is well, she's your grandmother. 
and she is the matriarch of your house line. She is known affectionately to you all as Mother Aster. She's known as this for the indigo pink and, you know, the indigo and pink flowers she grows in her garden, all this gorgeous aster. She always seems to have live ones on her and in jars all around her as you knock upon her door and she calls for you to enter, you step in and the smell of these flowers hits you because there are fresh asters everywhere. You've been at sea for three days, yet there are fresh asters everywhere in her room. She would insist on it. Have a seat, dear. And she gets to her knees. She's, she's a little heavy. She's a little, you know, arthritis even for an elf. I mean, she's lived a long time. And she greets you and takes your hands and sits. She insists on pouring you tea before you say a single thing. And she wanted the servants to do it. They, they'll bring in the, you know, tray for it, and then she just shoes them away, and she comes around, and she pats your head, and she pats your hand, and she tells you how handsome you are, and how much more handsome you grow every day, and how it's such a joy to see such a handsome young boy. And she pours you some tea. Say, Grandmother, you spoil me. Of course I do, child. You have to spoil the good ones. The idiots are too plenty. How has your trip been so far? Is there anything that you need? Anything I can do for you? I need to be off this fucking ship. You know how I hate sea voyages. They are the worst. The ocean is the worst. Much more prefer a tree. Much more prefer a mountain than I do these small flecks of wood. And these servants, many of them wood elves, not even uh, from households that aren't worth naming. I'm sorry, were there what else here? I didn't even see them. I've just been here going over, oh, some of the finances of Ryland. It's been difficult after the Great War, don't you know? I don't like to talk about this with you, dear boy. You have too many things to worry about. These, these things are not for you. These, these things are for me to worry about, but ah, it has been tiring for your grandmother. I do wish we could find some more permanent alliances during our time in Arni. We are visiting Arni. What have you heard of the queenship there? Well, it seems that she is a queen without a partner. The two doves, as they have been known, are no more. Only one remains on the throne. And it is the one without the official line, which does make things interesting. Do you think she has vulnerabilities? If she had vulnerabilities, that time may have passed. If, from what I understand, is true, she's been spending most of her time in the throne room. She will not be an easy target she, or an easy conquest. I like a challenge, as you know. That was a little weird. I like a challenge. Yeah, that was a little weird. <laughs> you know, you know, I like the Roger and Good Grandma. <laughs> Or uh, nothing wrong with the challenge. Nothing wrong, my dear, at all. I do hear she has, I do hear, as you hint, she has power. Oh, she has power, my boy. She has power indeed. Apparently, she's gotten the entire city on her side. They cheer her name along with the cities. Fry on me is the call you will hear from the people now. So uh, she does have power, but is she as beautiful? as I've been told. Your grandmother just smiles and she leans across and she puts both hands upon yours and she's like, my dear, her beauty is worth as much as her fortune. And she just smiles and nods and you smile and you enjoy a cup of tea.
uh, the rest of the trip goes uneventfully. While that's happening,、mm -hmm. you,、uh, the night before there's going to be this big arrival, you are told that Brannock has vanished. <laughs>、um, all right, so Brannock has just disappeared.、Um... Vanished, my queen. Some random guard. Yeah. <laughs> so don't vanished and disappeared essentially mean the same thing. I believe、yes. there was a woman actually that ran into the.、Uh, you said she. She. It was a, it was a woman who、uh, ran into the、uh, palace. She threw open the doors and it was like out of breath. Sure. And then she said, "Your, your Majesty, Brandy." How many times have you listened to this episode?、Uh, 200, you are the best. I love that you're the walking encyclopedia <laughs> of the show. Excellent. So like yeah. Anyway. He's gone. He's yeah. So she saw he was gone and literally ran straight here herself to tell you. How did he? How did he escape? His doors locked. The guards never left their positions. He's simply gone. Has anyone started a search? Yes, ma'am. We are on it now. And as you're saying that, you actually hear a couple horns in the distance. Perhaps we should question these guards. Of course, ma'am. They'll be brought here immediately. Gringle can <laughs> take. Care of the. I mean, I just. I shall see to it myself. I just. I mean, I could, I suppose, project out to feel him, but if he's been like terrorizing me in my dreams, perhaps I would be marginally reluctant to do that. Roll intelligence. Also, good instinct. So, oh, I have a twenty. Nice. You were you. I put on something like kind of boring. I know, right? I know. Hey, that's your curse. <laughs> you. You only done, done this once, but you do have instead of reaching directly in, in, into someone's mind, you have touched something that has been associated, like an object that's been associated、right. with someone, read from it. You theorize you、like、could easily go、cousin. do it from the cell or anything he was touching at the time as well, without directly linking into his head. All right. Yes. Well, I'm not going into the dungeons. There's rats. Perish the thought. Good God, no. Certainly not. Send someone to bring me something. His feeding bowl or. Chains or something. Very well, Majesty.、Uh, she automatic. She meets your eyes. She nods to you. No words are needed, and she runs. All right. She well trained. Is she back? Yeah, sure. Okay. But,、uh, there, <laughs> no, but is there anything you want to do in those well, twelve nothing, minutes? I've already given my report and everything,、sure. so like I'm just. I suppose like you're yeah, clearing the、I、chamber. Had, and... I had had a thought. I would like to. Put about in certain quarters that within Ani and within the palace there is the greatest treasure ever known, and it is stored in such a way as to be thief-proof. Excellent, Majesty. I shall send the appropriate birds about. Subtlety is my specialty. There's also friend of me. Yeah, yeah, friend of May. Yeah,、mm -hmm. but she, I think, well, no, she would be a good source of it. Yes, is、yeah. friend of May still here?、Did、oh, totally. Send, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she's. I don't think she's been sent off yet, has she? I no, haven't. I haven't yeah, no, no. He, I haven't listened to it at all. So. Actual beck and call, Your Majesty. Yes, both of you. Just begin to spread the news that there is treasure of unmatched glory that is in such a secure location that no thief could ever hope to touch it. Of course, it's here in Ani. Where else would it be, my queen? Right away, and she would rush off. Chat, chat. Because <laughs> <laughs>、um, where that little thief goes, the rest of them seem to follow. That's truth. 
Okay, well, anyway. anyway. So yeah. she returns. And yes. says... Yeah, so she returns. And she's yeah. got and, and basically the seeds to, one of the leg chains. One that of the was, leg chains. Yeah, okay. that was around them. So I am going to steal myself up mm-hmm. to touch it because I... Do you dismiss her first? Um, like, did you want, do you want people to know you can do this? Oh, that's right. She wouldn't know. Most that people would be don't. all, madam. Yeah. Um, the, he might not even know you can do this. Right, it's true. Um, that's true. But then again, I'm not even sure that this would have any visual thing. So. Right, and I've already... Well, if she holds it in her hand and then looks up and goes, I know where he went, something happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right, well, no, but she's... And now I've already sent people for the chain, and they're going to be like, well, why did you do that? But You're then the again, she, she's, she's like the god queen, though. She that's was true. floating in the air. No, she that's true. Cut. This Fire could just be another one her. of your things I assume that, no that she's a god. Yeah. So like, right, and I'm not no necessarily valid. upset for people to know gotcha. that you have power. I can, like, I just didn't know what you were holding big, close to the vest. Big you brother know what I mean? them. Like, yeah. I, I'm not like worried. Like, people know that I exist. The powers are out there. It's not like I, I was unable to fly under the radar because of the idiots. Right, right. Um, and now the only thing... Um, and fucking keeping... Zion announced it out on court. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know. So, like, uh, everything. Everything. Uh, <laughs> so you might as well just let people know. It doesn't really matter. Well, and I'm, you know, controlling the sea a little bit. Right, um, exactly. I mean, the only yeah. thing that's keeping... Getting better and better at that, in fact. Kadar at bay is a sense that I have you know, more power than I perhaps actually yep. do. Yep. So yeah. reinforce that. Um, so you might as well leak out any little bit you yeah, can show. The Fair more enough. people think that I am in possession of godlike powers. I mean people are after me anyway, so right. it's See not like, well. it's, right, not fair like it's gonna increase the risk. Roll with them. So. Um, but I don't want, I, I will take the chain from her. Totally. Because I don't want any kind of You don't of want any interference, feedback. just you yeah. or the chain. And I need Fair to focus enough. on, I will picture a tiny head. Great <laughs> uh, that little tiny mind of his. Right. And uh, perception, you said? Yeah, I know. Uh, just uh, wisdom. Uh, just a straight wisdom. Mm-hmm. 14 plus 2, 16. Perfect. All right, so you hold the chain in your hand for a while, and it grows very cold and then you can hear like wind in the back like 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 just past your ears just behind you like a growing steady wind and then you feel cold like have you ever had a dream where you step into a hole and you feel that lurch mm-hmm. like you're like falling. a falling baby right exactly yes yes exactly just like a falling baby you feel that lurch and you feel all of a sudden yanked outside yourself and drug thousands and thousands of miles above the void and directly above the union. And then you feel sucked down into the union and there's chaos and orcs and blood and fire and screaming. And all of a sudden, you're just out of it and back where you are. And you just feel your hands are covered in blood, but there's nothing there. That's disconcerting. However useful, that's all. Yes, Majesty. <laughs> Gringle bows and leaves the, the chamber to begin his machinations. I need to look up. God, it's, I really don't know. Is there that's any okay. spell where... Because what I would like to do 
is sit on the throne underneath the tier of saw. Sito. Sito, yeah. whatever. Um, <laughs> the thing. And use that to like further amplify and channel and see if I can control that vision and sort of wend a path under my own direction to see if I can learn anything more than just like an impressionistic. Control um, the vision. Yeah. Hmm. Like I'm being pulled in this object and trying sure. to amplify that with this artifact, um, but I need some time to focus on it. Sure. So what I would like to do is, in addition to uh, making sure guards are posted outside, uh, th there has to be some sort of spell that is like an alarm. Oh, oh, no, no. Remember, one of my things is that no one can ever sneak up on me. Correct. No one, no one can ever, no sneak, one up can ever on you. sneak up on you me. You are alert. And you have um, so, also a plus five bonus to your initiative as well, I believe. Uh, plus seven. Ooh, seven. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Um, quick, quick draw McQueen. That's what quick they're going to call McQueen. <laughs> so I don't need um, to worry about setting an alarm spell because it is inherent. Exactly. So thumbs up, even yep. in a trance like that. So that is You'll like wake from your sleep with a knife, you know. Yeah. Who are you? Exactly. Um, and now I have my magical pouch with all my stuff. <laughs> Presumably, as part of its magic, it is also like the bag of requirement in which I think to myself, I would like the knife that I put in here. Oh, yeah. And that is what I won't have to like, as I do in real life, Oh, root no, around no, in my no, purse. No. You <laughs> never search through. You open the bag, you think of what you want, and it's the first thing you you grasp. Every yeah. single time. Because there's, it's never, you know, when you're at the store. You want like, this oh, bag so badly, don't there you? There is. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. It's so life-changing. <laughs> no, just think about it for so many things, like yeah. grocery store yeah. or traveling. Right, and everything you put in there has no weight. Yes. That's the amazing part. I mean, you if you lose it. it, you're fucked. Right. Because yeah. you've lost children. everything. <laughs> and it's never back. You'll never get it back because it's in another dimension somewhere. Like, it's literally but, gone. So that is a risk. Yeah. You, what if you opened it in the ocean? There's actually rules for that. Okay. There's rules for lot, all the questions you have, there are rules for. There's also rules for if you open it inside another bag. And that is very, very bad. What do you mean open inside? Like another bag of the same type? Correct. Okay. Yeah. If you put this bag into a similar bag and then opened it, incredibly bad things happen. I mean, that's fine. I just, I guess my question would be, why would one ever do that? Because, because you want the bad things to happen? I mean, I guess. There but... have been, there, it has been used before in a very, very clever way as a weapon, basically as a suicide bomb. Mm. And it's effective. Let me tell you, it's very effective. Well, maybe we can really just lean into some gender stereotypes. And what I can do <laughs> is start a magical handbag collection. <laughs> and so, you know, I like the Fendi version right. and the That's Chloe it. version and the Balenciaga version. Get you, get you some magical heels to go yeah. along with it. Some magical sparkly shoes. Yeah. That's just like, a great idea. Like the Jimmy Choo. Right. Um, There's no place like the palace. There's no place like yeah. the palace. <laughs> um, yeah. I will, I will have, I'll, you know, like people who have like their wall of handbags. I'll just have my like wall right. of magic bags. Wall of magic bags. Yeah. There are a lot of magic bags. Uh, well, 
<laughs> we'll get on it. Send them to the far corner of the lab. Forget all this artifact shit. Forget <laughs> every where the magical handbag you, you know can what? Find. We're just gonna take a real left turn here, <laughs> right. and I'm gonna start collecting handbags <laughs> and whatever the Aeneian version of like a reality show is. Oh God! Um, right, whatever you know, the Aeneian Kardashians sphere. are. Yeah, the, the, the real queens of <laughs> the real of queens of me. I think, you know, throwing mead in one another's faces. Sure. Yeah. Um, How dare you? Yeah, exactly. They have one. You told me you love me. They're, they're yeah. civilized. Exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, so I will, that is what my uh, current part, I want to explore this further and see if I can control it. Okay, sure. So you're basically going to spend uh, until the delegation gets here. Or, well, I'll see how we go. But yeah, sure. yeah, I mean, a yes, couple hours. A few hours, yeah. like really focusing on this um, and trying to see what I can see remotely. Roll me, a, roll me three wisdom checks. Three wisdom checks. Oh, that's not good. Eight. Okay. That's better. 20 with, good. with a bonus. Nice. And, ooh, 21. Nice. The first hour is. Foggy. I mean, it's like it's, it just keeps sliding away from you. You're trying to form a bridge in between this artifact made by this old god that you still really don't understand all that well, and your own abilities, which you still haven't really quite mastered, and this new ability, which you only used once or, or twice. It just it feels like you're always sliding on a radio dial, like you just can't quite hone in, even though it makes no reference here, but you know, you know what I mean. Right, so, they, so it doesn't exist, right? Well, yeah. maybe I can get a magical tote bag, don't <laughs> yeah. Ooh, another bag. Yeah. <laughs> but eventually, you start, it just starts to feel right. You start to feel like you're honing in. And you are, once again, pulled outside of yourself, but it's a much more gentle pull now. Instead of being rocketed into the air, you're kind of, gliding. You glide out along the walls, following the water from the main tier of Ciro, and just out towards the spill docks, and then down into the King's Bay, and then quickly over the waters, very, very fast, but in a much more pleasant, enjoyable way, winding down through the south until you get to the Spear of Jardin. And you see it kind of pull back for a second, and you don't see them, but you get a very, very strong impression that the others were here. You know they were here. You don't, you never saw any of them, but you definitely felt that they were here. And maybe, maybe just for a second, you saw Oinkers walk to the edge of an observatory in a, in a mountain, huff and then slam a door. And then you kind of pull away. You're not quite sure what the hell that's about, but you just People saw that. People are obsessed with that pig anyway. I've never understood it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it pulls way, way back again and over, over the union in this in the middle of the of the void. And now it goes to the very base of the union, and you're starting to see floors. There's a floor of fire and air and water and wind. There's a floor that seems like a jungle made up of birds and animals and trees from all over the Five Kingdoms. There's a floor of ocean. There's a floor that's a maze. There's a floor that's sand. And you just keep kind of 
pulling through all of these levels until you get to the very top. And there's the God King, and he's hunched over, and he's looks withered and old. And as you hover there for a second, his head snaps back, and his eyes glow blue, and he points towards you. You should not have come. And then you're back to where you are. So uh, that takes, you know, a couple hours. Yes. And no, now it's getting it's close. It's time for that. Is that so you would so, come back and... <clears throat> your, your Majesty, uh, excuse me, but the delegation is arriving from Ryland. Um, would you like me to meet them myself, or should I bring him to you? I would like to get ready. Yeah, no, you no, you have time to okay. get ready. And traditionally, uh, delegations would be met at the floodgates when they come in. Not always by the queen, although you've been told by several people that you won't want to miss this one. So how far from the palace to the floodgates? All the way at the bottom. So it's like at the entire south. So you, you would arrive there by boat, of course. I mean, I would. It just seems like since... How many... Does everyone know that this delegation is arriving yes. now? Yes. Yeah. It's a big deal. There's going to be trumpets and fanfare and everything. Well, first of all, I mean, I do want to greet them with the respect that they deserve. However, I feel too much of a celebratory air is not sensitive to the reason for the trip, which is obviously the very sad collection. Of, of course. Sure. Yeah, they get it wrapping around them or something you said? Well, that's, that's when they're rebirthing. Oh. So they would be... Yeah, they would be... They would take his body back to the tree he was born from and place him there. And then, then just let him decompose with the tree. So that's what they would do. So right now, he, uh, he's kept in the healing waters, which keep him somewhat well, healthy, I guess. <laughs> I am going to send an advanced delegation um, to meet them because it seems like it's opening myself up to needless vulnerability to just wander down. Fair enough. Um, and so as not to offend, I will be uh, sitting vigil in the palace mausoleum to treat him with the queenly solemnity that his death deserves. Excellent. With a guard. So let's say the mausoleum is in the center because that's where uh, most of the government buildings and everything would be down there. So there'd be an official king's mausoleum, I would imagine, somewhere within this uh, it main area. Would it be on the palace grounds? Would it be on the palace She's grounds? not wanting to leave the palace. I think oh, okay, sure. Yeah. So the mausoleum's... Actually, no, that works because there's that huge garden in the inside walls. Yeah, yeah perfect. Perfect. Um, so I will go with, you know, I'm keeping guards. We're mm -hmm. not sending everyone down. Totally. Now it's pure foolishness. Yeah. No. Um, and, the you know, official... as part of the official yeah. greeting, you know, the queen awaits you. What's his name again? Which one? The dead guy. Oh, the dead, the uh, dead guy's name. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Frank. Uh, no, 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 no. He has a real I have name. names for everyone. Elrond. All right, so you thing. are sending, I'm, I'm assuming, Gringle. I'm assuming, yeah, I'm sending Gringle and a like suitably impressive array of func functionaries to, you know, not make it seem rude or like we're telling them to fuck off. Sure. You know, with your mom, with enough, sure, yeah, because okay. that's family. Yeah. Um, you know, with enough pomp and circumstance, and you know. A guard. Well, your mom. Well, for that matter, your I mean, father her, is the uh, ambassador to uh, of Ryland. So right. That would, so he, he would be, be the person. He would be yeah. There. And yeah. well, and the mom's the speaker of Ani. Yeah. So she'd be there. Too. I mean, they'll all be there. 
you know. Yes. I mean, at a certain point, I become uncomfortable with sending any, like, every ally I have. Right, um, right, right. You don't want away. to be like that. What's that deal where there's, like, one guy who has this... West to stay behind during the uh... State of the Union. Right. Yeah. Oh, like that new uh, Kiefer Sutherland movie that's right. coming out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to get into that situation. Right. So um, not everyone leaves the bunker. Right. Um, I, I'll send my dad and Gringle um, and keep Fred and me and my mom doing whatever they do. Sure. But you know, a lot of guards and horses and. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely right. Uh, right. <laughs> Go all pop and, and people immediately and I will be waiting for them like Italy next to the corpse yeah. as I like tend to him so he is properly you know seen so just very I, I can just see this very stern scene where you're all in proper you know mourning attire and you yeah. have your servants in mourning attire around you and you're all in the mausoleum and everyone is like at their best because they're not used to the queen being down so everyone right. all the torches are lit real real hastily and everyone's right. running around yeah. yeah and i'm like standing vigil and looking sad yeah with long shadows yeah yeah absolutely absolutely flames mm -hmm. casting shadow and this, the camera just kind of pulls into the flickering flames in your eyes yeah yeah, yeah absolutely As this is happening, your ship is coming around the southern tip of Ani, and the floodgates and main walls are cresting into view. Ani is a gorgeous city, especially uh, towards the evening. As you approach the mile perimeter and the, uh, the blockade. blockade, right, uh, they start to pull in sails, and some of the elves on deck begin to chant. The elves that run the ship are not high elves. Uh, they're from the north. They're um, wood elves and wild elves from the northern woods around Gaul Hadir that had to flee. They're the only ones who know how to build these ships, and now that no one can build them anymore, they're really the only ones that know how to work them or communicate with them sometimes. You're not really sure at all times whether it's running the ship or, you know, negotiating with the ship. And right now they're chanting. And as they chant, fog in huge whipping tendrils begins just to burst out from these ships and roll across the water and, and dive and blend into each other. From the shore, what you all can see is that it is the night has just fallen. The last rays of, of sun have dipped below the horizon lights come on. There's a twinkling and a yelling of dwarven voices, and then you turn to see one of the uh, Gaul Hadarian dwarves that were exiles flip this huge metal switch and some sparks shoot into the air and, the, and then lights everywhere. This yellow, warm lights just Come on, all those little strands that have been hung all up and down the bay and all those little glass bulbs that have been hanging off it light up with electric light for the first time ever in Ani. As you're watching fog rolls up thick 
on the horizon and begins to billow into the bay in thick tendrils until you can see maybe 50, 60 feet. Torches are lit and people are still waiting and it's silent. You do anything? There's nothing to do. Okay. As you are waiting, there is a roar, an explosion somewhere past the horizon. You hear a whistling noise and something strikes the water to the east about a mile in the bay, causing a huge wave of water to fire into the air and then rain back down. So nothing that poses a direct danger to me or the citizens of Hawaii, right? As you are trying to contemplate that, there's another sound and another explosion of water. This time about half a mile out. And the rain that comes down from this one gets the audience a little bit wet. Now there's some nervousness and some moving around and a lot of questioning. There's guards shouting. Open the gates! And the gates begin to open. As you do that, there's another explosion and something strikes the wall. Something that rockets straight across, cuts a channel through the fog. It kind of curls around it in a hole as it fires through. Explosion of smoke and fire. And there's panic for a second until the smoke clears and the walls are unblemished, untouched in any way, and the cheers of the people go up. There's a couple bursts after that, so clearly something has been firing like this. Well, I try to look and see where this is coming from. You get whatever it is, you can't see it. It's somewhere beyond the fog. Okay. And every time it fires, it cuts a hole through the fog, but the fog just fills right in. And after the fifth shot, there's some cranking and some mechanical noise somewhere in the bay, but there's no other shots after that, and people calm down. Feeling pretty good about my decision to stay in the palace. I think it's a decent decision. <laughs> but, and a few minutes later, uh, once people have really calmed down and, it, and, it, and it's grown silent again, uh, roll me a perception. I don't know what my perception is, but I rolled a 19, so probably. That's fine. So you're the first one to see. There, you know. There it is. And the sails break through the fog and three elven fog cutters slide into the bay. They are gorgeous ironwood ships with single sails and they've got the symbols of, you know, the elven sword and the dwarven shield. They're clearly all from Ryland and they pull into the bay, trumpets sound, people cheer. And as they do pull in, you can kind of see the fog receding back and vanishing along Close the Close the gates! And Close the gates! The gates are closed behind them and they pull into port. You guys arrive in Ani. The gorgeous glowing walls of Ani are seen. Also, this electric light that you had heard tale of, but you had never seen before is now lining all the bay along it. And it's impressive. The technology is gorgeous. This is clearly dwarven, you know, and it's fine. Right, you know, <laughs> you know, and uh, technically proficient. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and your boat pulls up. Uh, it's nothing like the glo globes inside your boat, by the way. No, no, it's, 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 it's the quality of light just isn't the same. No, of course. Nor can it adjust so delicately to the touch and know exactly where you want it to be. It's really a crude thing, this technology. Your grace. The gnome bends respectful bow. I am Chancellor Gringle, <laughs> keeper of inches. the throne, keeper of the throne and Her Majesty's private secretary. You are to be presented to Her Majesty. 
Upon first address, the Queen is to be named Your Majesty. In subsequent address, Madam will suffice. As visiting nobility, abasing yourself before the Queen is not expected, but a respectful bow is within protocol. Now, if you be so kind as to follow me, I shall present you. Uh, Gringle motions uh, to uh, the little boat. And uh, you're greeted also by his father, mm -hmm. uh, by her father. Pleasure. And then, I'm sorry, Chancellor Gringle? Yes, I am. Elves don't shake hands. Elves would place hands to their yes. chest and bow slightly, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Yes, uh, Chancellor to Her Majesty the Queen. Chancellor Gringle, thank you very much for the introduction. In the future, you do not need to inform me of the protocol behind royalty. Of course, Your Grace. Uh, and then Ambassador Tinueth, very good to see you again. I trust that your time here has been productive. It's been strenuous, but productive. Now, your, your wife and the Queen, please take me to them. Of course, they are in the palace. Shall we go? Yes, of course. In the palace with the body. <laughs> That's right. In the Her Majesty yes. is standing uh, vigil with your your dear departed brother. She is uh, in the royal mausoleum, paying him the respect he deserves. Ah, uh, yes, my brother. Quite a shame. It it is most unfortunate. Most unfortunate indeed. Shall we go? I am ready. And they would get on a smaller royal vessel and are taken up river. Sure nothing happens. But it is gorgeous. I mean, the whole thing is well lit with all this beautiful twinkling light. As you get kind of to the central area, you can see where the dwarves are fiddling with it a bit. There's like this large central pillar where a bunch of the wires are going off. And inside there, you can see several shards of this pink and purple stone that are sitting in some sort of like bath with a bunch of wires and salts maybe coming off them and they're just trying to like arrange them and then they close that again the lights seem to pulse for a moment and flicker and then steadily aglow you're taken through the central canal you're taken through the royal gardens and you're taking up to the front of the palace and let off directly at the front gate. There's this uh, bay of Ayus as you pull in the lights that are electrical have also been uh, have also been strewn all around this bay. And it's this flat, tranquil bay. And the moon is out and it's a clear night. So as the lights come on, as you pull in, they're reflected off the water along with the moon. So the lines bet between sky and land just vanish. You're, you are let off. There's trumpets again and bows and a smaller delegation, just her father and Gringle and a few guards uh, lead you down into the mausoleum. Your Majesty, members of the court, might I present his grace, Lord Haldare Loran, first heir of the House of Loran, Knight of the Order of the Rylindic Star. Gringle turns to the queen. I present to you her most serene highness, Queen Fryany of Arnie, Empress of the Five Kingdoms, first heir to the House of Tenueth. All right, well, first, as all this is happening, I'm just gonna do a little bit of, you know, I, I wanna feel out how everyone else is feeling. Sure, I can absolutely. get a read. I mean, no one will know to do it. It's like as people are like entering and he's doing his. <laughs> right, yes, yes, um, absolutely. You just kind of like look at them one by one. Part sure. of the reason I don't, you know, put a stop to it is one a little pompous 
circumstance never hurt. But right. two, it provides a really good like period. It of does time give you like a good minute and a half to, to like, get a read a, on everyone. Evaluate a situation. Yeah, so, absolutely. Is this then wisdom? Wisdom. Yeah, totally. Not perception. Um, oh perception. no no no! Roll me a perception. Good call. Yes. Yeah. Twelve plus. Let's say oh nine. Nice. So, so twenty one. Okay, so you kind of put your little feelers out that you're very used to at this point. Yeah. You've been doing this quite a lot and you've just gotten used to this ability. Gringle is just so pleased with himself right now. Everything is going no, so actually, well. Actually, I'm feeling a little rebuked because I, I did yeah. make a little mess of protocol there. Fair enough. Okay, well, you, you feel, were reprimanded. Yeah, mm -hmm. you were suddenly reprimanded. Everything has gone well up until then. So you're mm -hmm. a little stung and you can feel that little burn of him being reprimanded. But otherwise than that, he's fairly pleased with himself. Things have gone well. I mean, he's always yeah. fairly pleased with himself. That's true, he is. <laughs> that is his general mood, right? Uh, your people, your guards are tense. You know, understandably tense. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of protocol they have to remember. There's a lot of moving pieces. So all the guards are tense on both sides. Nothing from him. Nothing? Nothing. Like a Nothing. blank wall? Blank. I'm going to push a little harder on him just sure. to make sure that I did not... First 30 seconds, you kind of wave over everyone, right? Yeah. And there's this blank. And then for the next minute, you, she's just looking right at you. And again, smiles, perfectly kind. Well, you know, a somber expression as befits oh, the occasion. Oh, yes, yes. So, no, like, but not, like, hey, not, not right. coldly or, yeah. you know. Is, yeah. this, is this while I'm walking up or have I stopped While you're being in front introduced. Okay. Yeah. And I meet her gaze directly in her eyes. Excellent. Okay. So should I... Again? Yeah, absolutely. Apparently, though, it won't matter since I had 21 last time and it was blank slate. Yeah. So it seems like a somewhat... But this is what I would do. I'd yeah, fair. Like, yeah, no, something absolutely. Something is arrived. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, well, that's definitely not going to work because I rolled a six. You feel like there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to read him. No. And you feel like you can touch... In fact, you don't even feel like you can get to him. Like, you can just touch the outside edges and there's just something, not so much blocking you, as just, like... Avoid, adoid. Avoid, <laughs> like like erasing him would be like like something is not is masking or erasing or making it whatever the hell it is. He's just it's it's like he's not there. Hmm. Well, I don't want to continue to focus too much lest sure. I draw attention. Noted. <laughs> so I after after I'm introduced, I of course um, I bow and more pomp even that is necessary not excessively more just slightly more than is necessary and i introduce myself to um to the queen uh first role perf role performance 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 is a thing right yeah mm -hmm. yeah yes because i always would trip so that's, a like, that's a die 20 yeah weirdly clumsy <laughs> that's true um Four plus three is seven. seven. Oh. That's unfortunate. All right, so you do bow, and you do make a little bit of a show of it, but it's a little too much of a show. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, you know, it's what you're doing is trying to be respectful, and you are respectful, but it's almost like, but it's kind of clear that you're trying to be respectful. Or like, it's like a parody almost? Almost. All, it's not mocking. It's okay. not. It's definitely not into mockery territory. But if it went any further, but it's not cool. It's not. It's a <laughs> like, little too much. It's yeah. a little too much. My name is Haldur Laran. It is a pleasure to meet you. I know. I have heard very much uh, about you and, and your amazing abilities. Your city is gorgeous, and your uh, your escort was um, was very professional and um, adequate. Yeah, lay yeah lay on a bit thick. That works well. Good, <laughs> excellent. Well, I'm so pleased you found it 
adequate. I am sorry to greet you under these circumstances. Hopefully we can move forward in adequacy together. And, I, and I'm a little bit more impressed because she's matching my sassiness? I don't know, it's probably not That seems word. fair. <laughs> um, yeah, you're both relatively the same level but, of sassy. Uh, I like but sassy. I say, yeah. but, I, <laughs> but I say, yes, that is indeed my hope. And then Perhaps I, we can hope to aspire to something even more than adequacy. And then I turn to my brother, who is uh, dead. Who dead. Is dead yeah. he, he requires some sort of. I also was woefully inadequate in life. <laughs> so he, he was woefully. Speaking of inadequacies, <laughs> which I which I would say if this was right. you know the proper moment. In your to head, say, it's what you just said. In my head, I say my brother was indeed woefully inadequate, as you put it. Um, and so I turn to him, and I whatever proper. Elven death ritual. Elven ritual sure. Yes. Yeah. Some in, in my elven language. Like the I mourners Kaddish and Elven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically. Well, yes, of course, this is the proper place um, for him to rest before he returns to his tree in Ryland. The only time any Ryland elf, I feel, is near a tree is <laughs> birth and death. <laughs> I'll be back to it at some point. Goodbye, tree. tree. It's so nature adjacent. Ugh. We have prepared chambers, we have prepared a meal if you wish to rest and refresh yourself. Fruit and cheese laid out. There's water, both warm and cool, mm -hmm. <laughs> laid out. There's champagne and drinks and, every, and everything, and you have anything you could possibly need. You meditate, I suppose. You do some writing? Well, I'd like to connect with my network of spies that I know I have. Sure, of course. Um, Apparently we're all agent running. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm like, we're royalty, right? Isn't this yep. what we do? That's what you guys do. Um, I would like to, well, I also am very aware that I am in not an, not enemy castle, but I am in not my own castle, I'm in a foreign environment, so I'm probably being watched. Yes. So I would like to connect with them um, telepathically. I need to find, I want to find the queen. Uh, if she's out and she's surveying the land, I know where she was. I know she, where she was once. And has anybody, you know, uh, has anybody seen where and she how is? How are you finding her? Um, well, I should have. Do I have agents in various cities? Yes. Okay, so I want to connect. I want to connect with those as as soon as as soon as possible. Who do you want to connect with? So uh, you have an agent. You have agents uh, in the major cities. So you would have. Uh, you'd have an agent in the capital of Rizan. You'd have an agent in Tidewatch. You'd have an agent in Port Bliss. You'd have an agent certainly in Ryland uh you wouldn't necessarily you'd have an agent uh in uh the Emerald Keep I want to connect with all of them um it's kind of like a check-in type of thing that's difficult because you can only cast this spell twice per day before you need a, a, at least four hours rest oh. yeah okay well it's a good thing it's evening so I will check in then I just left Ryland mm -hmm. so I'm pretty sure she's not there right fair um, enough that would be Right. Surprise! Surprise! And I know, and, and from what I know now, she is she is surveying her kingdom. What is part of her kingdom? Everything. Okay. Everything the light touches. Everything not consumed by the storm is the queen's kingdom. So what are the what supposedly? Are the, what are the most major? Obviously not. What are the most major cities? The most major cities. Okay, so uh, the, the capital. 
Right. Well, the Southern Shield's the old capital, but right, yes. but it's the larger city than King's Landing or whatever. Yes, it is. Right? So, King's, not King's Landing. King's whatever. Shh, don't get us sued. King's Isle. King's shush, Isle, shush, whatever. shush. So King's uh, you, Isle. You can't copyright names. It's true. You can't. You you can't copyright names, which is why that's still named River Run, and I never bothered to change it. <laughs> so King's Isle is the capital. However, the Southern Shield is the largest city in Qadar and the old capital of Qadar. Capania is the capital of Rizan, the Sun Sea, and the and uh, the twin towers of Tide of Tidewatch form the capital of Wessel. Sort of, or, sort of, yeah. Because Wessel is a bunch of different republics, but they're main thirteen capital. city states come combined under a semi-unified thing. Yeah, basically. And then the uh, and then Brennus is run from Skyhaven. Okay, so not any of those. Um, if if she was there, that I mean. It, the people don't know she's going to try and stay under the under the radar, right? Fair so, enough. The other major capitals, Port Bliss, is certainly one that's the just the major trade port of this area. Okay. Uh, you could certainly say the Bluffs would be a major area, but it's so close to Ryland. The Breach is, of course, huge, but it's mainly just about resource gathering. That's so can my can my followers also communicate in this followers. way with each other? No. <laughs> Not necessarily his followers. I'll see like a high priest or something. <laughs> no. No. Um, so, okay, they can't communicate. So how it works is that you have to communicate with them 25 words or less, and they can immediately respond in 25 words or less, and that's it. Okay, so I'd like to go... A tweet. I'd like yeah. to go from city to city. So I would have I would have somebody in each major city, not necessarily mm -hmm. every city. In sure. Place, just each major city. So yep. a major city is going to have to look at anyway. Yes. So let's look at, let's go 12 o'clock and then just go around. So what's first? Capania and then Port Bliss. So Port Bliss, I'll have um, a port in. Okay. And then what's the next one? Uh, if we're going Oh, from, Capania? Yeah, so, so Capania uh, at, at where's, dead noon. Where's Capania? Right here. So if we're going it's dead more noon. More like one o'clock. Yeah? Well, oh, if we're here, I suppose. Yeah. I, see, I, see, I see what you're saying. <laughs> All right, so, so I'll, sure. I'll hit Capania, Capania and then, then Port Bliss. I'll hit Capania yeah. and then Port Bliss. Okay. And then I want, I want those two reporting him. So... You sit at your desk, you clear your room, you splash some water on your face, you get the damn furs off you, because who wants to have like 40 pounds of fur and cape on them? Apparently, so Hammy likes swirling his cape. The point is, <laughs> not, like how, the point is not how it feels, the point is how it looks. Have you showed her the picture of you? Uh, this is the picture of me. Doesn't look great. <laughs> that is ludicrous. He wants to swirl a cape. Do you have, is that like a fur helmet, or are you holding someone's head? Oh, he, is, oh he's definitely is, holding a head in that, 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 that is an orc's head. Um, I told so you, you're I, like was, I told you I was proficient, uh, more than proficient, in uh, Sword play. most held uh, uh, single-handed. He so was you're not like Indiana lying. Jones, like mild-mannered academic. Yes. But then. Mild-mannered academic education, the same as you. Well, I'm less mild-mannered. That's true. That's true. But, you know, bookish. Yeah. And I'm an academic. Yeah. yeah. Elves in general are trained in sword apply. Sure. They tried with you but so like, hard. Remember when they finally just gave you the hand a crossbow and you're like, fuck it, I'll do this. Ding. Right. <laughs> but like, I'm not standing around posing with heads in my official portrait. That's true. That's my point. That's true. That's true. <laughs> As... Like, you know how people do their senior pictures and they're like, here's my like football. <laughs> here's my, I would expect like a pile of books or some parchment, not no, like, this is the here's local, a bloody head. This is like the head of the local orc tribe. The know. 
uh, the later, uh, dormant later. volcano that forms Ryland and the mountainous areas around it used to have an orc population. <laughs> and it used was, to. Used to. And it has been hunted to extinction, and part of that was a grand tradition. So the idea of posing with so an just orc a little like bit a fox of genocide. Hunt, just a tad. Like, yeah. a, like a fox hunt. Just a thing. tad. Sure. Like a fox hunt. Well, you've yeah. always known that the Rylanders believe in genocide. Oh, yeah. So, well, they um, firmly believe in genocide. Including with humans. So, I mean, I would, I, would say, I, I, would say, I would say the Rylanders, not so much genocide as they believe in a, a, a separation or an, or an exclusion. Separate They're not people. quite as, you know, crush them all, no, kill them all like Gal Hadir is. Yeah. But, you did, yeah. So you did say if any human arrives there, they'll either be turned away or killed outright. Yes, absolutely, 100%. If the human infiltrates, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're not allowed on the island, ever. But there's still, like, selective genocide. They're like, let's kill all the orcs. Well, well the orcs were on the island. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, I don't, we don't true. care necessarily that they're orcs, we care that they were there. Got right. It. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's all about location. <laughs> location, sure. location. Got it, got it, got it. So you sit back and you clear your mind. You gather the idea of a single flame within your mind and just focus on that flame for a moment. And as you focus on that flame, your heartbeat beats along with it. And as your heart beats, the flame just kind of... Doo -doo until there's nothing but you and the flame and your heartbeat. And then it's met by another in the darkness. And they both light and they both begin to beat at the same time. And once they sink, you feel the connection. And you can pass a message now. What do I want to say? Get 25 words. Right. Inform, 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 inform me immediately, immediately if Sirena is seen in your city. There's a couple seconds of like, kind of like your own voice echoing in your head back and forth. Silence again, and then the voice that comes back, uh, there's a male voice. I mean, you've never actually met this individual. You've just been connected with them. And the voice that comes back says, no sign of the queen or her party will stay alert. And you're back in your room. And for a moment there, like you were outside of yourself. You were, you could feel the desert and, the dry heat and the sand and the winds and the coarseness, and then boom, you're back in your room. I'd like to do the same thing at Port Bliss. You settle yourself, you reach out, you find the flame, it beats with another, and boom. Connection. I said the same. Okay, Inform you said me the same thing. If, uh, if, if any word about the queen. A woman's voice. There's no sign, but we shall look for them. Uh, okay, I'd like to summon um, I, I'd like to summon one of my servants, mm -hmm. and, I, and I say, and I say, there. And, I, and I say, there's a boy. Literally beneath your heel before you can even finish the word. I say, there, uh, uh, there's a boy on the ship, Vescent. 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 V-E-S-S-E-N. Talvir. T-A-L-V-I-R. His name is Vescent Talvir. Bring him to me immediately. Yes, sir. And so while, he, while he's off getting this guy, yeah. I'd like to go into my room, sure. my chambers, and with nobody else around. Sure. And it's like, it's big. So like, there's an outer chamber where like your guards 
and assistants and everything are stationed. And then there's an inner chamber that's just your personal room with only a single door leading to yeah. it. A couple of high windows that are barred for protection, right? So only Probably so they have to like go in through that door to get to your chambers, perfectly set up for a large contingent to be at your beck and call, but yet have privacy. So I'd like to um, talk to my patron deity. Um, I imagine I am being watched from this castle. To what extent can my actions in this room be seen and known? Fair call. Okay, so do I have the roll for that? Is that a thing? Uh, I, in a second. Okay. So you have these two. There are these two very, very tall, narrow windows. Okay, say about twelve feet tall, but only about two feet wide. And they go straight. They have a bar that goes straight through the middle, so it's impossible to get through them. But they, they do let wonderful shafts of light in through this kind of teal blue colored glass. Everything's got this water theme all throughout the main level of this palace, right? So all, yeah, so all the stain, all the stain glass is basically waves and how they would spread from like blue to white to teal all throughout them. In the middle is a large basin of water and it's fresh water. It seems to bubble up somewhere through the floor into the basin and back out. So it's constantly swirling within it in this very kind of low, lazy tidal pool. Just a little bit on your face here and there, right? You know, know, freshen up a tad. Of course. And then you just, you know, place your hands over it and you just think about this connection that you sometimes feel. You can't really explain it. It's like uh, people sometimes use a phrase, you know, it feels like someone just walked over my grave when you get that weird chill in the back of your spine. Yeah, that. Roll me a d20 plus your wisdom. That is uh, 13 and five, that's 18. 18, okay. You sit there for a second, you're thinking about this room. You're thinking about your deity and you're posing this question to your deity. Am I watched in this room? Am I seen in this room? And the shadows kind of dip, lights kind of dip for a second and the water seems to gurgle and rise and turn opaque. This dark blackness seems to like bubble up from this clearness and just infect the water. It bubbles through until it's all this black, like almost like oil, but minus the sheen. Light does not reflect out of it. It's just darkness. And after, after a second, that bubble kind of forms up and you can see the palace and the palace shifts in this like oily blackness and it falls back in and it comes back up and you can see the lower level that you're on and that falls down and it comes back up and now you can see the inside of your room you can see the furniture and the beds and where you are and there's like a little image of you in this oil and then this weird kind of translucent bubble forms over it and it's dark and semi-opaque and terrifying, kind of like if onyx could be a bubble. And it forms around you and it holds, and for a second, you can feel it and see it all around you. And then just the whole thing collapses back down. Oil recedes into the water and the lights come back up. Twenty-seven minutes later, right as right as you had like the like you had had someone come in and light a fire, and you had had someone bring you some food and some brandy, and they had come and like you know removed your your you know cape and boots and like you know put your feet in like like herb water or whatever. You know what I mean? So you had just gotten to the point where you have your brandy, 
your feet are in relaxing water, you're, you've been audited, all of your stuff of the travel removed, and you're just sat there long enough to be bored when there's a <laughs> knock at the door. Um, I say, come in. Up in the, these two doors swing open, and at there is the same gentleman you sent along with this young ship's aide. What's his name? Vessin. Yeah. Vessin, yeah. come in. And then to thy servant, I say, you may go. Vessin looks visually terrified. Like, like they're very, you know, the elves are rather pale to begin with, especially this brand of elves, but the limited color that was in his uh, face has faded. Like, yes, sir. And he just steps in. He just steps inside and is just stone rigid, just staring straight forward towards the fire, not looking you in the eyes at all. Not looking me in the eyes, all right. No, he is standing at attention, looking forward like he's supposed to. <laughs> and I say, Vessin, sit down. Like, like, looks around, kind of panicked, and, um, perfect. Okay, there's seven chairs he could, uh, he could sit in, okay, around him. And he very quickly assesses the one of the least importance, the least fancy one. Basically, he finds a footstool, yeah. okay, and he chooses Place to sit himself. on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he exactly. Place. He sits on the oh, footstool. I appreciate that. Yep. I'll say, Vessin, you must be wondering why I called you here. Y yes, sir. We will get to that. For now, I'd like you to tell me about yourself and your family. Uh, and first, he gives his name and his rank, and then, and they're going like, "But tell me of your family, Vessen." And then he's like, "Oh, well, sir." And he tells a story about how his parents uh, survived the gods' war. They lost their entire family. They were literally just his mother and father survived. They were older elves who decided to have one last child because there was such of this importance upon the next generation of elves being born. So his parents are what would be considered elderly, you know, but still for some reason the trees chose to give them a child. Because when elves are born, uh, what they do is that elves can have sex regularly, but it doesn't produce children. Elves go to a tree and they lay before, I think we talked about this, right? How they lay before the tree? Yeah, so they lay before the tree and even though they are very old, the tree just decided to give them a child. So his parents uh, have raised him the best they could, but old age uh, took their toll. The gods war took their toll and they are invalid at this point. Uh, they live within Ryland, um, but it is not cheap to live within Ryland. There are taxes to pay. You know, you, everyone pays towards the crown and the common defense and the, and the common order. And if they can't afford it, they might not be able to stay. And there's no place else for them to go. They're so terrified of living somewhere else. Even though the God's War is long over, they see living in Ryland as the only protection that the elves have. You know, they, they are very much of this mindset that you know, living outside the walls is dangerous. And he's terrified of that for them. So this is why he's on this ship. This is why he's working as hard as he is, you know, to get as much money home as possible to keep them in Ryland. And I look at him, and I just I sit there just for, just for a second or two. I'd like you to do something for me. Yes, sir. And I will pay you for it. I will pay you well. Yes, sir. I'd like you to hit me. And that, like, what little color was left is now gone. He's like, what? And I stand up, and I walk over to him, and I look at him, and I say, hit me. Sir, I, I, I can't. And I grab him by his scruff, and I pull him onto his feet, and slam him down on his feet on the floor in front of me, and I say, hit me. And he says, okay, yeah. Oh he's trembling now. His knees are shaking. He looks like he might pass out again. And he still hasn't swung? He has not swung yet. And I say, 
If you do not hit me, I will have your mother and your father killed on the streets of Ryland. Please, sir. No. Hit me. Please, sir. He swings at you. Okay. Um, I'd like to try and block it. Okay, well, he gets a four. So he rears back and squeezes you as hard as you can, but you easily like reach forward and you grab his arm before he's even really able to cock it. So you catch it a good four inches behind his right ear. You dare to raise your fist to how dear Loran? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, sir, I'm sorry. And I cock my fist back and I punch him as hard as I can in his face. Roll the pit. He's not wearing any armor, <laughs> and he is not trying to move. You crack him in the face, roll a die four, and add one point for your strength. Four. four. Crack him in the face. He stumbles backwards. He has his hands up. He's like, sir, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. And then I take him, I want to knee him right in the stomach, or right in the chest. Roll to grapple him. Okay, touch attack hits. Now we're going to do a strength check to see if he can roll out of your strength. So roll a die 20 and add your strength to it. So plus one. Three. Okay, he like worms out of your grasp. He's like, sir, I'm so, and he actually gets on his knees. He's like, sir, I'm so sorry, please. I'm so sorry. Um, and I say, you dare run from me? And I kick him in the face. Roll to hit. <laughs> 14 plus two, six, 16. And there's like, like this wet smack. You know what I mean? That like hard crack of flesh against a flesh as you just crack them in the face. Roll die four plus one. Four points of damage. Blood shoots out from his shattered nose as he's launched backwards and he falls and he's just like on his back with his hands up and he's kind of like sliding on his back as you're towering over him. Um, I kick him in the side. Right, so like, like right in the ribs? Yeah, okay, right in the ribs. roll to hit with advantage. Twelve. And two, so, so a 14 is going to hit 14. just fine. Roll die four. That's so bad. One, two. two. So two. you kick him in the ribs. You know he gets his arm like under there, so you so his arm kind of blocks it, and you hear a snap as his arm breaks, and he cries out in in pain and just like coughs up some blood from his fractured nose. And I was kind of like rolled onto his side here with his arms kind of tucked in and you're standing right here. His face is like on the floor. And so at this point, I'm a little out of breath yeah. and, I, and, I, and I straighten myself out and I walk over to a table and I pull out a bag of silver and I throw it at him. It's like lands kind of like, like smacks him in the face and rolls off. So I open the door uh, and I call one of the servants when the servant's over. One's over. I say, Vesson had an unfortunate accident. Remove him. Done, sir. And they rush in and they roughly pick him up and drag him out of your room. And as they do, two people run in and they're wiping the floor with blood. There's literally someone on their knees wiping blood off your foot right now. They're just standing there, like, of, like, of course. And they've like pulled out a handkerchief and are just wiping blood off your foot. Anything else? No. Better, better than sex. Oh, I feel so rested. And I feel, yeah. <laughs> and so, and then I, you know, then I, I walk to whatever place I refresh myself mm -hmm. and, I, and I wash off my knuckles okay. and I wash off my hands. You go to the same basin, right? Mm -hmm. And your knuckles are bruised and bloodied. There's two places where they're just split wide open where like the edge of his tooth is just cut into. I mean, your hands are savaged from this, right? And you place them in the water and blood just fills the basin. And once again, this darkness 
comes up in tendrils and just seems to swallow the blood, seep into your wounds, the bruising, the swelling, everything just vanishes as this dark smoke just vanishes inside your wounds and you're fully healed and fully rested. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God's Fall. We have maps, character art, and world notes on our website at godsfall.com, as well as links to our Patreon account and God's Fall t-shirts. If you want up-to-the-minute information about our podcast and the God's Fall world book, follow us on Twitter at God's Fall DC. We also want to take a minute to tell you about our good friends over at BattleBards.com who have been kind enough to send us a catalog of all new sounds. They've added undead minions like zombies and skeleton hordes and the necromancy spells that summon them. Weather, like the roar of a powerful wind and the crash of lightning. Enchantment spells like Hold Person and Transfiction. Even the gruff, barking tone of a dwarf. It So if you want your game to sound as good as God's Fall, check out BattleBards.com. That's all from us this week. For notes, maps, and more, check us out on godsfall.com. Yeah. <laughs> I was really into My Little Pony when I was a kid. You were? I loved My Little Pony. Oh, yeah. I won, like, the national contest. Like, you when you would, like, what? send in, like, a postcard. Yeah. It kind of pisses me off because I feel like I've ruined my, like, grand prize for all time. And I wasted it on <laughs> My Little Pony when I was six. You'll never win anything else. Yeah. Wait, no, wait. so I got, like, the castle with, like, 20 ponies and the, like, stable slash, like, styling uh, salon. You were the bitch that won that? Wait, oh! Wait, wait, I what, kept trying. What did you win? Like, like, I won like, the castle. No, no, no. Oh, you just, like... it was, like, a drawing. You, oh, like, wow. Yeah. Okay. You, like, sent in your, like, a... You know, postcard thingy. And Did they call you guys to no, tell you? No, they like had some. It was very exciting because there was like a My Little Pony cartoon special, right? And they would announce the winners. No way! Like during the airing of the special, and like, and this was like I was six, so it was before you would like could DVF. So I have no evidence of this, right? Right. right. Um, but yeah, my name came up along with like two other kids, and I like lost my shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And I think, my, I think my like my mom too was like, she, you know, she like you know you sent it in and stuff for me, but was sure. like. Right, right. You're Obviously, like, my child is not going to win this. Right. And then never, I did. That's amazing. Wow. That'll show you, Mom. Mm-hmm. This show was produced and edited by Dead Ghost Productions. 
Find out more about us and all the shows we make at deadghostpro.com. Deadghostpro.com.